Welcome to the Baila Room podcast. So today my special guest is Belinda Rush. She's a high school teacher, an amazing salsa dancer, and a very, very good friend of mine. So she's been in isolation for the past eight weeks, and she's been trying really hard not to go crazy. So it's always a pleasure to talk to her. So please welcome the amazing Belinda Rush. careful to what we say because it's recording okay, okay it's recording <laughs> no nonsense yes here we go here we go with belinda on the podcast after uh, how many weeks of confinement um at least seven weeks i'd say and it's been a while huh and you you are uh completely alone yes, yes. now tell me <laughs> what it what feels like to be doing, by yourself. <laughs> what are you doing? Okay, so I've had many stages yeah, during this confinement. I've had the stage where I felt um, hyper-motivated and I was watching documentaries about um, art history and then, you know, about just different topics, history in general, reading books, um, you know, doing different things, following, you know, tutorials on YouTube learning lots and then I had like a big drop of motivation at some point where um, I didn't know what time it was and I, I would just wake up at whatever time and eat whatever and do whatever um, so yeah it's been like I've had ups and downs it's been it's been really strange it's a strange time um, we're not used to having so much time alone I'm not used to having so much time alone so it's been interesting a lot of self-reflecting, um, a lot of writing journals and reading poetry. I get, I get really deep sometimes. What did I reflect about? About yeah. everything, about life, about my choices, <laughs> my life choices as a whole, mm -hmm. um, about my students. I'm a teacher, so I miss them. So I think of, of them a lot, um, about everything that's going on, this virus that's so scary about the decisions that the government is taking um that i agree with sometimes sometimes i disagree with anyway so yeah just and trying to stay in touch with family um with my mom who also is on her own um yeah so you know daily talks with family members and uh reconnecting with with uh, some people some friends and it's been nice some, at times. It's been nice. Sometimes it's nice. Sometimes it's, it feels like I'm trapped. <laughs> you are trapped. I am trapped. I am it's, trapped. It's not Absolutely. a feeling. It's not a it's feeling. Not, I am definitely trapped. Um, but, you know, I, it feels like we're going to move out of the confinement soon. Um, so it's, and, and who knows what the new, what the new normal is going to look like. And how do you picture um, it? Like, what do you picture? I'm most worried about work. Um, you know, it's a, it's a big school. I have 200 students. Let's mention you're a teacher, right? So, yeah. Is it, is it <laughs> what's, what level? Uh, grade seven and eight mostly. And then one group in grade, uh, grade uh, nine. And they're all lovely. I'm, I'm very lucky. I've been blessed with great, wonderful students. Really sweet. We have a great time. 
Um, but yeah, I have a lot of them and uh, the school is, is very small. So just thinking about walking through, <coughs> excuse me, walking through the hallways, it's impossible to not to touch anyone because the school is so, uh, like the, the hallways are so narrow. Um, so yeah, a lot to think about. I mean, high schools are not opening right now, but still we're going to have to find new ways of teaching and yeah, it's just, it's going to be, it's going to be a challenge to adapt to this new situation, to this new normal. You know, my, my, my wife is a teacher, as you know, Yes. let's mention it. And we <laughs> reopened, uh, you know, primary elementary schools. schools. Elementary yeah. schools. And um, I think it, it's, it's, uh, and, and they made the decision they, they they said to parents, basically, you can decide if you send your kids or not to school. Mm-hmm. And for some people, um, uh, they feel that it's a good thing that they gave the decision to the parents and not force everybody. So that's right. one point of view. Now, m- m- my problem with that is it feels at first as they're basically don't want to make the call and they don't want to be responsible for that decision. That's the way I perceived it because mm-hmm. all along there was very clear recommendations and they were saying, okay, so do this, do that, you know, and, and it was changing because science was following, you know, doing baby the steps. Trend, also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then for no reason, they said, okay, now you, you guys decide. And I felt so like, it's not, I don't have the, the amount of like, imagine me, like you feel conflicted salsa dance instructor business owner like <laughs> i don't have data like you think what? i have data i don't have data how the hell am i gonna make that extreme difficult that decision and everybody's yeah. like well you know if you're comfortable with it and you, everybody's own comfort it's i said it's not it's not about comfort it's about science like of course i'm not comfortable like well how can i be comfortable i'm not comfortable you're asking me if I, I'm comfortable sending my no, kids? No, no one's comfortable. I don't think like, they're who's comfortable. comfortable. And and I know, and I know that that one constant is that our position is very uh, tied to our financial sh- situation. Also, like if you mm-hmm. are, you, your job is guaranteed, and y- your money's trickling in, you can think about it. Like you can just say, "Yeah, I feel comfortable. I don't feel comfortable," and debate it with your loved ones. But if you have to work, like your job is on the line, it's not a question of comfort. It's a question, I need to go and work. Yeah, so, survival like, mode. All, the, all the businessmen that I speak to have a different viewpoint than people that are working for the government. They're very different viewpoint. Like the business owners that I spoke to throughout the, the weeks, they have different viewpoints than the people that... I, 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 that, that have good job, good security. Like I don't have security. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't know if I, how, when and what are we going to come back? So I have to deal with that idea, you know, and mm-hmm. all these different ideas that, that are going to pop in my head during that seclusion time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't know. I, I, I feel it's a difficult call to give back to society and saying, Hey guys, you know, you decide if you want to send your kids. It sends, I think it sends, in my head, it sends the wrong signal. It sells the signal that we're not sure. And, and, and basically, they aren't sure probably of what the result's going to be. 
And it feels like a gamble. It is a gamble. I think they know it. It is a gamble. No one's really sure. No one, we don't really know this virus. We don't know what could happen next. Um, no one's sure. What, what I'm sure of is that um, they want to open the economy. I think that's the main, uh, you know, I know some people are trying to say, no, it's not the only reason, but I feel like the, the main reason why they want the kids to go back to school, especially in, in elementary school, is because they need to reopen the economy. One and of my... granted, I, I understand that. I understand that people need to go back to work. But um, so you're sending your kids to in an environment that, you know, isn't necessarily safe. No one can guarantee the safety of the kids mm -hmm. and the teachers. You know, people are saying, yeah, the kids are... You know, they rarely get sick. What about the teachers? What about the educators? What about the adults around, um, you know, in the school? So I'm, I'm, I'm puzzled. I'm well, puzzled. Here's, but here's, here's an interesting thing. And, and I hope they're going to they're gonna play it as honest as they can. Because the plan to reopen, like the day-to-day -day things that are required the teachers to do, I saw part of it. You know, and and now everybody's like discussing it internally. My wife with the directors and everything. Mm -hmm. I saw part of it, and there's literally things on that plan that are impossible to do. Like it's it's impossible. Mm. So two meter, for example, the two meter distanciation, like the, the separate with young kids. Well, well with that. Well, well, not you can say, well, you can, you know, do things to mitigate that. That's fine. But they're saying, okay, so you can't allow 15 kids or more in the class. I'm thinking, all right, you know. But if you measure the space, my wife yeah, told me are, are 10, 10, desk, 10 desks, tops, tops, if you want to respect the two meters. And there's a lot of things like that. For example, they're saying... Well, the kids have to wash their hands in the morning. They have to wash their hands before recess, after recess, before lunch. It's going to be like a wash hands fest. Mm -hmm. And she says to me, there's only like two, three bathrooms for the whole school, right? Yeah. So that's element number one, right? So how do you yep. dodge people, right? And the kids. Mm -hmm. The second thing is they ran out of soap a lot of times. So, so soap is a problem also because you know, budgets and stuff like that. So already the school system was, uh, 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 how do I say this? Uh, the school system was already like very tight on budget. and Yeah, but they're saying that they're, that they're sending more soap and more hand sanitizers. But I mean... That's fine. No, but that's fine. But it, it's like, I, I, I wonder, like, you know, there's always that separation between management and the people on the Absolutely. field. And you always Absolutely. feel that way. You're like your oh, teacher, yeah. they don't understand my reality. That's something very, very common in, in the teaching business, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and so now they had a, not a lot of time to draft this, which, mm -hmm. listen, I, I have, no, I have uh, a lot of understanding. Like I wouldn't be the one, I wouldn't be one in that position to decide what's going to be the next move in the next two weeks, like right. let alone, let alone one week. Like you have right. one week to draft something with the government. Like you sit down at the table. So of course you're not going to bring in a bunch of teachers say, Hey guys, what's your re reality? Talk for three hours and we're going to take notes. That's not going to happen. So they're in emergency mode. So that part I understand. Mm. But if you want things to go a certain way, 
you have to take physical realities, at least just be truthful, just go out on the limb and just say, listen, guys, we'll be really honest. We're reopening schools, but forget that two meter But we thing. don't know what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> it's because a that's gamble. the truth. It's a gamble. <laughs> it's a gamble. Come on, guys, yeah. gamble with us. But yeah. what's in stake? The lives of your children. Right. I'm like, Jesus Christ. I'm like, I don't know if I, I'll gamble with my life. I, I'll gamble my with my kids. life. I'll be really honest. I'd be like, when well, my kids, it's like, whew. and that, that puts a, put a lot of stress in my head. Like I was, mm-hmm. I was fine. I was doing fine until that moment. Mm-hmm. And then something clicked in my brain and I'm like, oh my Jesus Lord, I'm going to have to make that call. Yeah, and let's be honest, let's be call. honest, right? Let's be honest. Right now, my business closed. There's not much work I can do. I can do a little bit of work, like to give you know, uh, videos to people and stuff like that. But it's not like uh, 50 hours as right. before, you know? So I am available. So that's an option on the table. So I can be, I, I, can, I can go into, uh, you know, the program, uh, it's a 40, 50 hour program. It's called Father at Home. <laughs> Yeah. I get a degree within a day. <laughs> you are at home with your children, father at home. Yes. Day in, day out. How has that been for you, actually? You, you know what? I, I'll, I'll, I'll reflect to what you said. It's phases. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was motivated. I can honestly say the first three weeks, three weeks, I was training like a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing shit I would never be doing if, if life was normal. I was running. I was doing push-ups. I'd be like, you're not doing that anymore. I, I'm doing it, but with less, um, less you know, uh, motivation. I'm not as like, all right, let's do it. Because, you know, after a month, I'm like, what am I doing? Like, mm-hmm. what for? And it, it lost. It lost. <laughs> and then I had to kick myself in the butt because I don't want to be that uh, couch potato guy. so so that that's first but the first couple of weeks i was like man uh, okay so it's like kind of like accepting some situations like okay the first situation is accepting okay you're at home with your kids you have to homeschool your kids and etc etc your business is closed you refund everybody and stuff like that like just stages right so once i refunded all my clients i'm like okay so we're really closed i don't know anything to nobody like everybody got their money back and that was an important part in my headspace so mm-hmm. then, then I moved on. So I'm like, like, okay, so a couple of weeks, we're good. We're good. You know, a couple of times you, you're down on yourself. Like, you're just like, okay, uh, is this going to be it? Like, that's it. Uh, next year like that. What's the deal? You know, tell me. And I realized how difficult it was to uh, live in the moment. You know, you hear those uh, self-help books. Oh my goodness. Live yeah. in the now. <laughs> and it's more, it's harder than I thought. So, so. Once I, I got into that acceptance, like, okay, that's the new reality. It was easier. It was easier. But then another curveball and then another curveball, you know, it's right. like, uh, then you go, okay, so. I, that- I mean, it, it has, how do you, how do you see dance while social distancing? That was my question. Belinda, that's the question you were going to ask. Yeah. Belinda, how do you see salsa <laughs> post COVID? Draw me a picture. Uh, it's going to be really, really odd. I mean, I saw 
a few videos of dancers in um, in China wearing masks and they seem to, to be having a good time. So I'm guessing maybe our future could look like that. But How do you know they're having a good time? You don't see their mouths. You know, maybe no depressed. Idea. They're dancing like this. <laughs> maybe they're depressed. They're dancing like this. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, it's gonna, it's definitely shaking the dance world because as you know, um, it's salsa and many social dances are all about social contact. So how do you, how do you live your passion without any, without, you know, being close to people? It's going to be tough. Um, And who knows when the schools are going to get to reopen and when we'll be able to have parties again and get close and hug each other because we're very touchy feeling us dancers. <laughs> so this is, going, this is going to be very odd. There's, there's actually two things. Like there's the official kind of opening, like when we're ever, we're told, okay, you can open officially. And then there's individual comfort. Like right. every person will have an individual kind of uh, limit of what they're mm -hmm. able to tolerate. So some will run back and be like, hey, salsa. And some will be like, I'm not touching I'm anybody. Well, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm definitely that person. I'm so I'm <laughs> see like, whoa. Staying away. And, 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 <laughs> also, and, and also we, we are judging our reaction with the current feeling. So mm -hmm. we're, we're judging let's say six months down the road, how we will act or feel with the current fear that we have. Right. So it's difficult to know. What if you guessed like a month and a half ago, you'd, you'd be confined, scared, no. scared, like, be like, oh my God, it's real. <laughs> no. I was, I was taking the recommendation seriously. But then, you know, the, 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 the amount of images, like I can, when, whenever I was listening to the news, I could tell the news were in trouble, meaning that they were happy with all this stuff. They're like, oh, we got some news now for you guys. You're, <laughs> you're going to be glued to the TV for months yeah. on end. We're happy because yeah, <laughs> our business model wasn't doing good because the social media was eating up our business model. But That's now true. every hour you have to sit there and watch the counter, like the counter go up. I'm <laughs> like, ah, okay, I can, I can understand that there's a bit of drama there. And, but when it starts to hit home, It's like when my couple of my friends started to get it. Mm -hmm. A couple of my friends were, got really sick. Mm -hmm. That was stage two for me. I'm like, oh my God. Okay, so this is getting like, before it was like on TV, but now the shit is getting real. It's like it's getting close to me. Mm -hmm. So that mm -hmm. added a little bit of uh, less of a, a, a critical standpoint. I was like, okay, so this stuff was getting serious and it happened very fast. Like we closed. Two days later, the government shut down everything. Then we're like, okay, so we'll do confinement. And then our friends got sick. Like it happened yeah, so, it so was fast. So, it, it, it's very contagious. This virus is very contagious. More contagious than, um, than uh, the plague, I guess, the la, la, la peste. I don't know. <laughs> more contagious yes yeah so because literally i mean you're you're speaking if you're speaking to someone um you know your spit gets to them i mean do you know how often i spit on okay this is going to sound really strange but 
when I'm giving a lecture in class, do you know how often it happens that while I'm talking, I spit on my students and then I have to say, Ooh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm well, sorry. I noticed it because I, just- I purchased, <laughs> I purchased an umbrella yeah, to, to just- talk to you. I just like, a, I, I sat there really with my umbrella. Passionate. I get really passionate and these things happen. So, you know, if, if, and that's how the virus gets around that quickly. Yeah. So it's scary. It's scary. And now we have to go back. I mean, some teachers have to go back. So Do you have to go back? I don't have to go back. Well, why some and teachers do? Because they close the um I mean, they close the high schools. No, no, but I mean, yeah, but you don't have any high school colleagues that go back, right? No. Okay, okay. Did you ever hear of something that you guys are going to be working in uh, elementary schools or something like that or no? No, because we still have to respond to our students uh, got um, it. online. How was that going? Uh, I mean, I guess my students are are mostly taking care of their their math and French classes because they're not reaching out to me so uh, as much. But um, but yeah, I mean, it's not it's not the same. It's not the same. Uh, right now, we don't have the platform in place to teach online uh, like they do in the U.S. Hopefully, I mean, I know that we, we're going to get the training soon and we're going to get a platform in place soon just in case. Uh, we may have to close the schools again. Who knows, right? With this virus, if there's going to be a second wave and we'll have we'll have to be confined all over again, so we're going to get that training and that platform in place. Um, but yeah, teaching in that kind of in those circumstances is definitely a challenge. I don't know. It's gonna be, it's gonna be really strange. Just the dynamics. Um, it's going to be odd for me because I like seeing my students. I like being able to, you know, being close to them, seeing their reaction from close. Um, so yeah, the dynamics are going to be very different. I'm, I'm, I like the classroom. So this is going to be strange for me. Do you see, do you see like uh, people, for example, in the salsa world starting to wear mask masks? I don't think we're going to have a choice. I think unless they find a vaccine tomorrow, I think it's going to be the only way. First of all, who but knows? People have a the... choice because <laughs> the, no, the choice is happening right I mean, now. I mean, people have a choice, but also um, I think there's going to be such a pressure, like a peer pressure to cover yourself, especially <clears throat> in those situations. And until we find a vaccine, or else they're just not, I guess they're just not going to open um, anything. They're not going to, I mean, who knows when they'll open bars and, and big gatherings. Um, who knows when they'll let us dance again. But when they do, I'm, I'm guessing they're going to force us to wear masks, just like they do. They're asking people to wear masks in um, public transit now. So I think this gonna this is gonna be common. They didn't ask uh, the masks for uh, elementary school teachers. Yes, but I think the I think the teachers are gonna ask for that kind of protective gear, or else how are we? I mean, how the are they getting protected? The kids too. I mean, everyone should wear masks at this point. And should, why? Why know. do you think? Why do you think it's so? hard to get a move on that subject like i don't understand like there's countries that made it mandatory and everybody put it on and that's it why is it so i don't i don't understand why one day the masks are good the other day they're talking about 
how you adjust the mask. Some people can't adjust the mask. If you ask the Taiwanese people if the masks work, everybody's putting a mask, go see how many deaths there is at Taiwan right now, and you'll know if the mask can contribute to save a good portion of the population. And I don't know why here there's like a stigma or a, or or we just can't produce them. Like just go out and say, listen, we don't have the means to produce that many masks. Just say it. Like I don't I understand. I think that's part of it. I think part of it just is that it. we don't have enough masks for our health professionals in the first place. Yeah. So it's going to be difficult to to get masks for the the general population. Um, but yeah, I think it's necessary. If we're sending teachers back to work, I think we should protect them, um, or or we should we shouldn't send them back to work. Not in that you know, not in those circumstances. I think it's unfair to ask a teacher to choose between their job and their health. It's it's really it's unfair. If you and if you do send them, you should protect them. I I mean. <laughs> That's really simple to me. I don't know. It's just the whole thing is really chaotic. Um, you know, we are a few weeks away though from schools reopening, so we'll see what the measures are really going to look like because right now we don't really know. And the image um, is so the image is so weird to think that you do not open high schools, which are the teens, right? But you send first the young ones, like regardless of the amount of very small scientific data saying that the kids are not affected and stuff like that. It's just the image of sending the younger ones to the school compared to us, compared to high school people. Like, I don't understand why they separated both. Just open the schools. Like say, open the schools. And and let's deal with, with the situation or open the schools maybe three months later, two or two months. I don't know how they, they measure that. That's personally, not my call I just to make. Think they, I, I think they should have waited until September, personally. Um, I do think, though, like I said, that in high school, it, it, the challenge would be even bigger just because the, the amount of people in a high school just, I mean... There are, <laughs> there are way too many people in, how many, in, how many in high school. Like two thousand students, <laughs> you know, to yeah, a hundred and fifty, hundred and between one hundred and fifty and and hundred and eighty adults between teachers and and educators and social workers, and that's a lot of people hmm. in one school, and it's not adapted. You know, it it was a shock. We completely were caught off guard, off guard so we're not prepared the classes are are tiny and then in one day I could see I don't know I could interact with 200 300 students just coming and going so we're just not adapted to receive that many students right now I don't even know how we're going to do it in September to mm. be honest um there are so I guess some people saying might, a, might as well some people are saying might as well just do it now Right. So that's what I heard a, a couple of times where people. Well, saying, I mean, mm. the, the high schools are closed now, but in elementary school, I, at least there are less students. The schools are smaller, um, but it's still a problem in, in, in my view. Um, but yeah, high schools right now are just I mean, it's just there are too many people, too many people. So and I mean, 
teenagers are more independent, so they can follow um, classes online. But yeah, I, it doesn't sit well with me that the that the elementary schools are opening. I think they should have waited until September, and they should have elaborated a plan for everyone, for all the schools in elementary school and high school. I think it's too early, personally. I agree with you. I am. I am just dead worried. That's my my, my underlining emotion is worry. It's it's uh, it's fear. Like I'm I'm I don't feel fully confident with a decision like that. Like I usually I'm pretty good with deciding and choosing. Uh, you know, uh, running a business is a bunch of choices, and now you're giving me that choice, and. I don't feel confident and it's not good. That's why I feel very conflicted about the mm-hmm. whole scenario. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm definitely going to give it some thought. That's for sure. You posted the lately yeah. on something, an interesting post on Facebook talking about bars and clubs reopening. <laughs> you said, you said I, I guess we'll be expected to wear a mask or at least until we find a vaccine. Right. I like the, my, my, social media intonation you know <laughs> and as a woman and a poc now poc you have to explain because it's uh it's uh poc is what it's slang um poc person of color okay got it i'm not sure sh- seriously you're a person I'm of a color person. yeah I don't know. I- <laughs> oh, hello hello <laughs> okay uh i'm not sure i wanted to go out at night knowing i can't really distinguish or pinpoint the people i have encountered at a bar doesn't sit well with me can you expand on that idea well i mean if, if um as a woman I, there are when i go out there are things that i have to be careful of about you know i have to have and this is this is a conversation that us girls and women have with other women and that sometimes we have with our with our mothers early on and our mothers you know they they teach us how to behave and how to be careful when you go out and when you you interact with people so i don't know that i want to go out at a bar where people are drunk and I can't distinguish their face as a woman. Um, it's, I think, I mean, um, even before this virus and before, you know, the question of wearing a mask or not wearing a mask, um, women feel have felt uncomfortable sometimes going out or just feeling like they have to watch their back because there's a lot of stuff out there that happen and you can't control and and um so you have is one more layer is one more thing that you have to worry about um unfortunately right now uh women are are still the the people that get raped the most and unfortunately most cases don't get reported to the police because Or they do report to the police, but it, it, it doesn't go far because the women aren't believed or they don't have enough evidence or they don't have, you know, they can't describe their aggressor um, or 
you know, there just aren't enough elements to, to actually go to trial. So wearing, you know, this mask situation just adds to the, the whole problem, to that fear of, you know, um, just being hurt or just being raped or being um, sexually assaulted and not being able to defend yourself, not being able to recognize the person who touched you or who groped you. That happens all... I mean, you take the bus, sometimes you get groped as a woman, um, that, that's happened, or you go out and you, you, you're a little bit tipsy, you have a drink, and then someone else comes and they touch you inappropriately. And then all of a sudden, you know, you can't, like, it's already difficult without the mask. I can't even imagine having to deal with, you know, with, with dealing with, having my aggressor wear a mask too. And now I can't report them. I can't describe them. It just adds one more element to the whole thing. Mm, I get it. I never, I never even thought of that. Like I just thought of, I just thought of, you know, trying to distinguish the emotions of people. Like it's a little more difficult. Yes. Yes. Like you're just, now watch, watch, watch. What do you see now? I have no idea. I'm happy. I tell you. I'm happy. <laughs> You're happy. <laughs> yeah, so, so. yeah distingu- distinguishing emotions, sure, but also distinguishing, you know, who the person is, especially if it's a stranger. If I see you with a mask, I know who you are, so it's easier for me to recognize you. But now if I'm in a bar and I'm interacting with strangers and all of a sudden something bad happens to me, it's going to be a little bit more difficult to, to pin that person out of a crowd you know, to pick that person out of a crowd. Um, so, yeah, I think I'm just staying home. I don't think it's... <laughs> For how long? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's not like I'm a person who... I don't go out as much as I used to, but it's just one more concern. It's just one more thing to think about when you're a girl or when you're a woman out there. Mm. Let's talk about a bit uh, like post, post-COVID salsa, now a little lighter subject, of course. Uh-huh. Um, now that I vented all my frustrations <laughs> and you talked about the ultimate serious subject on the planet. Um, let's talk about, mm, what are we going to say? Um, let's see, I have a bunch of subjects here. Okay, so let's start with this one. Mm-hmm. When you dance salsa mm-hmm. with a partner, mm-hmm. you dance with a lot of partners, right? Yes. <laughs> what? what are what are the f- funny things you thought about while dancing? You know, do you think about things? The funny things? Like, you know, just like when you're dancing, do you say some things to yourself, like about the partner? Of Tell me a about couple about my partner. About about your partner, let's say, or in general, like what do you say to about yourself? My partner. Can you think of things you oh thought? Oh my gosh, things that I've thought while dancing uh-huh. with a partner. Yeah. Um, I think about a lot of things on the dance floor. Um, about my partner specifically, I you know I noticed their personality. I think first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. So. I'll go, oh, okay, okay, so he's really serious, or, okay, he likes to play. I love dancers who can play on a dance floor, like, 
that's that's the best fun I've had on the dance floor. So I go, okay, so he has a sense of humor. Great, we can play. Or, you know, why is he looking at himself in the mirror? <laughs> that's really strange. Um, or I'll say, wow, he's really good looking. Or, ooh, he's really, he's such a good dancer. Um, and then I'll think, I don't know, what else will I think about? I'll think, oh, that's a good move. I want to do that move too. Um, or and what, how, how about how about critical things? Critical things? Yeah. Like judgy? Of course. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I'm not going to pretend like I've never been judgy because we're humans and <laughs> everyone judges. <laughs> everyone judges at some point, I guess. But yeah. um, I'll think, maybe I'll go, oh, okay, he doesn't smell very good. Um, but, you know, but then I'll forgive because I, I think, okay, so he's been dancing all night. It's okay. He's, he's living his passion. You know, we have the same passion. I, he smells or, like passion. He smells like passion, exactly. Especially if I show up at. <laughs> the smells, uh, you know, this, uh, the smell over here, it smells yeah, like passion. It smells Alrighty. like passion, you know, especially yeah. if I show up late, like at, at midnight or 1 a.m., and, you know, everyone's been dancing. I, you know, if he's sweaty or, or smelly, then I guess I'll, I'll give him a pass. Um, yeah, I can't, I'm sure, I am sure that I've been judgy, but I can't recall, <laughs> I can't recall, I can't, re okay, so I've thought, I've also thought things like, hey, you're realizing how good I am, huh? Okay. I yeah. thought, I thought yeah. that, like, yeah, yeah. for sure. You know, when, when you meet a dancer, you've never danced with them before, you ask them to dance, but there's that smirk of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm too good. Too. <laughs> and then you'd start dancing with them. Who's this chump? Realize, oh, shit. She actually knows a dance. Exactly. They're um, surprised. Or like, oh, I never. So oh, look at you. Uh, and then I, their, I, their face completely changes from the mm. beginning of the dance. It's like they were, you know, at the beginning they were so blasé and now all of all of a sudden they light up and it's that moment i'm like aha i got you schooled um, you motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> look at you you're all happy uh, now uh, um, you know so yes i've had those moments um or like dancing with a star and thinking ah oh, he's not that great mm. you know thinking i guess performing and social dancing are two different worlds like he was great on stage but now he's kind of like blah you know he made me feel things when i saw him perform but now i'm dancing with him on the dance floor and i'm like mm. eh. i could that could translate very well <laughs> to another situation oh do, tell me more you, you, <laughs> another you haven't thought of it you haven't <laughs> no, thought of it really Belinda, you're disappointing. You're disappointing me. <laughs> After all these years, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, he's pretty nice looking, but mm, 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 once horizontal, yeah. <laughs> not, not, so much. not much happening. Not, not much happening. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I guess that could be a good com uh, comparison. Of but course it is. Yeah, of course it of is. Of course it is, Belinda. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think those are the things that I've thought about while while dancing but I also think about so much I think about uh what I'm gonna eat next I think about um 
you know, how a person at work pissed me off this week and how like I need to dance it off now and have a good time. Or I think about, I think about so many things. About usually life. when you're, when, usually when you're there, when you think about these things, you're not having one of the best dances. Um, you're not you having, know what? you might, you might be right. The live in the now right. is far. <laughs> the living yes you're right but it's also my- i compare it to like when you're driving has it happened to you that you get home and you you wonder how you got home yeah you know you, you get to your house and you're every thinking, single time I, every single time <laughs> i don't remember driving <laughs> <laughs> was that on a was that on a bike was i on the on in a car <laughs> Yeah, you're wondering how you got there in the first place because it's so natural. You have reflexes. It's the same. Sometimes it's the same with dance. Mm. You know, the reflexes are there. So you're just... That's 20 years of dance. That's what it does to you. Yeah, that's what it does to you. No, for what sure. What about you? I, what I was thinking. I think <laughs> yes. a lot of things. Um, I think when, when, when I dance, if, if I'm thinking of a lot of things, like let's say, like you said, like a lot of uh, everyday stuff like... Uh, uh what time does it finish uh uh oh yeah i have to buy the new iphone and if i think about these (laughs) things there's two things i can do or i'm like just finding that the time is slow and i'm not getting a good dance sometimes i i feel uh like almost an obligation to snap out of it like almost like this is not right for my partner that I'm there, right? I so I kind of try to talk myself into, or just I try to look at her. It's like it's like having a, a salsa ADD. I'm like, huh? oh, oh yeah, I'm dancing. Or it's like, or it's like, like having oh, yeah. sex and thinking about something else. That would be really strange, wouldn't it? You said it. <laughs> it would be. You said it was about I time. Guess, it was about it time. Be. I was wa- I was waiting for that moment, but I had to I had to it's pull true. it out of you. Usually, it's, it's you true. that go there. But but to me, when I go somewhere else, when I'm dancing, when I'm dancing yeah. and I go yeah. somewhere else, it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm having a bad dance. I'm just someone who's very, I'm, I'm in my head a lot. Yeah. I try so. not to be, but, but I, I think if the girl, for example, doesn't smile at all, mm-hmm. uh, I'll be like, uh, all right, so let's finish this off because uh, there's no like, connection there. There's no connection. No connection. I think the smile has to play with it. Um if, for example, the girl is offbeat, slower or faster, that mm-hmm. that's very hard for me to to stay positive for five minutes. I'm like, <laughs> man, come Ooh. on! No, I, I really. That's like almost like the only thing that can reduce the fun out of a dance. And I don't know why. It's because probably because I played a lot of music in my life and I have that internal metronome. Mm-hmm. And if I did not feel that I I owe something back to salsa, for example, like a like almost like I feel, I want to I want salsa to have a good name. Yes. I will do everything in my power not to look discouraged. Like mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my god, man, this is difficult. Like I have to put the girl back in the beat or stuff like that. But it's because it it it, it bothers me. Like the person that is pushing the beat or slower, it's actually right. a little faster. It's a little, sorry, easier if the person's slower. If she's fast on the beat, she's always also disconnecting from the lead. Like she's always like moving around. So like, whoa, you're like once she's For there. Sure. For sure. And, it's a turnoff. And, yeah, it's a turnoff. And, and <laughs> usually I try to do less moves at that point. And I'm just trying to make sure that she moves slower. But it's hard, man. That, that, that 
that could really ring in my brain for five minutes. Oh my God. She's like, Oh Jesus. Oh, come on. This man. is rough. Oh my God. Come goodness. on, man. No, not too fast, please. <laughs> and, and I have to be careful because as soon as you don't have the same weight transfers, you can get hurt, right? You can hurt mm-hmm. the person if you go too, too hard at it. And, um, uh, that's also true if you're horizontal. Absolutely. <laughs> so, and, and uh, being judgy, uh, not so much. Like I'm, I'm more about, uh, I, I will, I think I, I, I take it from a standpoint of, um, as like a, being a professional kind of teacher or dancer. So I'm, I kind of thinking a, a bit of it has to do, uh, I, I, I give myself like, it's a job for me. So mm-hmm. I, Every day that I go out and I dance, yes, it's passion. Yes, it's pleasure. But at the same time, I, that's my living. And regardless of what I think or say, if I have a bad day, feel like shit, I don't want to dance. I'm still going to dance my ass off and, and make sure that the people I dance with have a good time. And I think that's right. where the professionalism kicks in. And it's not so much about me at that point. And, uh, but that, I think that's in a nutshell what I say to myself when I dance. That's all right. I'll say here we go for another question. Let's go for another subject. <laughs> huh? So, um, what do you think um, are the most common? We can take it from your perspective, but also what you heard uh-huh. other girls say the most common complaint, girl complaint in general about salsa, but also towards the guys. Towards the guys. Oh my God. That's a, such a broad question. I don't, um, what do you girls complain the most? What do girls complain the most about their partners? About? Um, partners. they complain, they complain about them being rough. You, you know, are a hundred percent. It's, it's fine, but not, <laughs> not a dance floor. Yeah. Being, she went there again. being rough is, <laughs> No, being rough on the dance floor is being, you know, thrown around is not fun, especially when what's even worse is when the, the, your partner has no self-awareness. Like there are guys who understand that they can get rough sometimes. So they try to, to ease up, but there are some guys out there who have no idea. They don't have a clue. And then they just throw you around the the dance floor and when you tell them when you tell them hey can you can you calm down they get offended well here's what i always said i said what is the worst what is worst than not being on the beat not having rhythm what's worse than that you want to know yes not knowing you're not on the beat not on the beat (laughs) It's like people who are stupid and don't know they're stupid. <laughs> it's the worst because 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 if you know that you're not on the beach, you you'll you have a good relationship with your teacher. You're like let's say if you're a, you're a student, he goes, ah, can you help me out with this? I'm having a problem staying on the beat. And I find it's a very humble approach. And I find that mm-hmm. if it's said, like if you're dancing with a partner, say, listen, I have a hard time with the beat. Could you help me out? And or uh, I, I see that, like, let's say a girl that the guy's dancing with, it has a very strong beat. I'm literally going to say, say to the guy, like, you'll be good with her. Just follow her because she has a very mm-hmm. strong tempo. She won't, she, won't, she won't go in your chaos, basically. Mm-hmm. And that's what I always say to the girls. I goes, 
don't embark the, on the chaos. Don't follow the guy that is offbeat. Just hold the beat and, and that's it. And because yes. you can't be both offbeat. It's like double yes. time. You know, everybody's like cr- doing crazy stuff. And you know what's the worst? When you're offbeat, you have a lot of problems. And one of the problems is that you're having a hard time pulling easy moves. And then the other mm-hmm. thing, like you mentioned before, is the guys that think it's the other person's problem. It's like, what are you talking about? First, you're offbeat. You don't know you're on beat. Second, you think it's always the other person's issues. It's like, you're not doing the move because or this and that and this and that. I'm like, yo, bro, right. take care of your beat first. Second, understand that you have a hard time understanding the beat and, and, and that's okay because there's not everybody that can catch it right away. Listen, Elias, there, there are men who are so macho because let's let's be honest, salsa is a very macho dance. You know, there's a lead, there's a follow, blah, blah, blah. You see my, shimmy? Anyway. You see my so, shimmy? So, yes, I like the shimmy. I like it. Oh, look at, oh, macho. Look, look at that. Look at Call that. Me Antonio. Antonio. <laughs> so, Call me Antonio. Call me Antonio. So some of them are so macho that I've. this is one thing I've heard. I've heard men say, well, if I'm off beat, then... She just needs to follow me because, you know, she has to follow me. That's the dance. I'm the man. If, Therefore, if, I, if I'm an idiot, <laughs> I, I want you to, to talk idiot like me. Like, come on, man. Let's, let's pull ourselves up towards the better. Like, help me. Help me. Like, that's my weakness. Help me. You know, when, when we started to dance, and I, and I worked with a lot of people, including you, by the way, we did a yeah. choreography, it was one of the most amazing experience, but it's just mm-hmm. about, um, like I have an ego, right? And the yes. ego with another person gets crushed or clashed, or sometimes you get, you have issues to resolve, right? And, you, and, and taking the other's pers- person advice or feedback was not easy for me at first. So the fact that I worked closely with different partners in salsa helped me to soften up my ego and just say, okay, so that's a possibility that 100% of the mistake that we just did, it was my fault. Mm -hmm. So some partners were more direct. Others had, everybody has different ways to communicate. But for me, it was just to be open to the other person ideas that was more easier, but corrections was harder to take. Like if, if somebody would say, well, just, you should put your arm like this. It'd be easier. I'd be like, at first I'd be like, (laughs) you know, you have to get through that, that, you know, what are you talking about? You're the one not turning fast enough, or you're the one not turning. If you, if you'd be able to do three turns, it'd be really easy. You know, you, you got that kind of thing that you can say in your brain, right up front because you get confronted with your own shit. Like you're, you're being served your own shit. And, and salsa has that way of if you, it's not only working together, it's like two bodies also are working together. Like we're touching ourselves. We're really, really working close. So I think it, it, that part was extremely challenging. But when you do it for, for, I don't know, 15, 20 years, there's a part of you that softens up and it's for the best. I don't know now if it's age that did that or it's actually the actual working with partners that did that where I just became a little wiser I don't know I really I really don't remember you being difficult at all 
when <laughs> when we danced together, when we you phased um, out these parts you them out <laughs> you were not over the years at all. You were like the best partner ever, but you also you're Aww. also very mature. Can I say all? Oh yes, you can definitely <laughs> say that. <laughs> but you're also very mature. Um, and but there are some men out there who have an an ego problem. And you well, know, I see and, them in class. I see yeah. them in class, and <laughs> and and the funniest thing is to put them back in the place. Like it, it's it's really kind of good. Like I I have that attitude that I won't confront you with my ego. I will always confront you with the truth. I I, I have no problem like being confronted and stuff like that because I am so there for that hour to serve your own interest. That I don't care. Like, I will tell you, I remember one student came to see me and it was a really interesting conversation because I, I, <laughs> I just told him what I felt. He's like, well, you know, there's a couple of new girls in our advanced class. I don't feel that they're, they're up to par and I feel that the, it's slowing me down. That's what the person said. Mm. And I looked at, at, at my student and I go, oh, the, the problem is not the girls. It's you. And he looked, he backed away. He goes, yeah, the problem is you. The only reason I answered them this way is that he just shoved the problem towards the other, right? So I didn't mm-hmm. think, I knew what his issue was. He had issues with rhythm and he has issues with uh, clarity of execution. That has nothing right. to do with our partner. Now, if we, take it, if we take it a step further, these new girls cannot cover for you. They no, are they new. Can't. They're new, mm-hmm. right? So take this out. So they're new. So they can't cover for the guy. So these girls exposed where he had spots to work on because they couldn't mm-hmm. cover. The other girls in class, they would just like kind of wing it just to cover his ass. Now they can't. Those girls, they don't know the moves. So wherever he wasn't clear, then the, the girl would, would just like, it would look awful and they didn't do the move. Right. So I, 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 I just told them, I go, listen, it should your moves on top of everything else it does it doesn't say nothing about your moves if it, mm-hmm. they work on girls that are stronger than you they, right. your moves have to work with these girls because these girls are not beginners exactly. and the moves that we do is not uh you know Cirque du soleil so get it out of your head that it's the girls are slowing down the girls aren't slowing you down the girls that are there are actually an asset for your own growth Absolutely. If, and if you don't see it, and he's like, he's looking at me and he goes, are you, you, how did he say it? He said, you think it's me? I go, I don't think it's you. I know it's you. <laughs> like, it's not even like a, a debate. And, and because the conversation between me and him was very honest and truthful, I didn't insult him. He was like, okay, I'll take your advice and I, I'll work on these things. And he walked away and he stuck with me for a while after that. But that's the best way to approach it, I think. When you're in our mm-hmm. inner world, in a south world, just approach it as whatever your partner is doing is a reflection of your clarity. So right. if, if you're clear and you move your partner and she executes exactly what you had in your head, you're like, okay, that's a clear lead. And then you try it with uh, 100 other people. That's the only way right. to approach it. So your brain is like solution-based, right? So it's not... Mm-hmm. It's not working because uh, 
you didn't take lessons or you're, you're this or that, yeah. how the other guys. What I love, what I love is when they say, oh, that's not what you were supposed to do. I'm <laughs> 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 dance for Oh, no, you were supposed to do this. Or they, they're teaching you on a dance floor. Yeah, that's floor, lovely. Oh, I love them. And I love it. I love it, especially when, when it's someone who doesn't know me, someone that I meet for the first time and they have no idea who I am or, you know, how much experience I have. <laughs> and then we dance and it just, it's not working. And they're just being really stubborn. You're supposed to move like this and like that. And I'm going, oh, well. I guess I'm guys, sorry guys. and then I dance with someone else right after and this dance is so smooth and the other person is still there and thinking okay so it wasn't working with me but now she's dancing with someone else and it's clearly working really well so clearly there's something I'm Listen, not doing right I will make it I'll make a look at a look at a camera I'll make the message very clear okay as clear as loud as I can I've been dancing for 20 years, one friggin' style called salsa. Okay, do you hear, do you hear me, guys? One style. <laughs> I refuse to correct people on the dance floor, even if I'm asked. I refuse because I tell them, I oh, don't worry about it. We're here to have fun. Exactly. That's the whole goal. I'm here to have fun. It's not a <laughs> dance class. It's here to have fun. And they're like, no, no, but please correct me because people sometimes get nervous if they figure out that I'm a teacher, right? But I don't. And the, the phrase that I tell them all the time, I tell them, and I really believe this. It goes, if the only one thing that here is true is I'm supposed to be the professional. So in theory, whatever I do should work. So if you're referring right. to the mistake we just did, it's on right. me. It's on me. It's my fault. Don't I did the mistake. It. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and then, and usually the person laughs and then we forget about it and we dance. So that's, an approach that lifts the pressure out of the equation. I don't mm -hmm. want the person to feel I, I, if I'm talking to myself and I'm telling myself everything in my power to, to find ways to have fun in that five minutes and live in the now. Well, when the person is, is a bit hesitant or she's nervous to dance with me or stuff like that, my goal is to ship that nervousness as fast as I can, because mm -hmm. if I don't, for five minutes, that person is going to be stressed out mm -hmm. of making mistakes with me or yes. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So let's forget about these things. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about uh, it. So that's the attitude. Fun. Of course. And not that all fun. dances are perfect. Not every dance I like. It doesn't matter. But my <laughs> attitude remains the same. And the people that correct on the dance floor, don't do it. Y'all need be, to stop doing that. Stop it. And, I, and I, <laughs> I, in referring to my other video that I did, well, we should... We should take corrections to grow in our lives. And yeah, I hear a, a lot of comments. Class. Take a dance class. Here take you go. Take a dance class. That's you can grow. space to do all of that. All Damn that right. growing, all Here that work go. you need to do, that's where you need to Got do it. Got it off Not my on chest. the dance floor. <laughs> Good for you. Jesus. <laughs> Good job. <Wow>. <laughs> <laughs> righty. So, uh, you know, uh, here's, here's one uh, guy complaint. All right. So okay. this is a guy that, that, that complains. And, and usually it's pretty general. They go... I don't know enough moves. She's going to think I am boring. No, we don't care. Okay. <laughs> we don't this is what realize. I say. <laughs> this is what I say to them. And they don't believe me. And they said, for 20 years, I'd never heard a single woman. Now, I'm not saying not a single one, not like one, two, zero woman 
in my surroundings saying, this guy doesn't know many moves. <laughs> yeah, it's not. And, and then many moves. He doesn't know many moves. I want a guy that knows a lot of moves. The girls don't talk like that, right? No, no. I never heard. Never heard. No. So I go, I go, the guys just chill. Girls ju just want to connect and have fun. And yeah. they want to tell the guys what the girls want. Here we go. Tell them. What we want, we want someone who leads with confidence and who takes care of us on a dance floor and who knows how to have fun. Takes care is good. That's what we want. Takes yeah. care is a very important part. Yeah, because, you know, if your lead is, is trash and you're hurting my arm or my neck or doing whatever, then... I don't feel taken care of and I'm never going to dance with you ever again. <laughs> Basically, you heard you that guys. Take notes. Take notes. Yeah, that's how it is. So if is you that, take is, care of me. Is that valid uh, in every day? Everywhere else? Everywhere absolutely. Else? Even horizontal? <laughs> absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, I, I figured. There's so many, I mean, there's so many um, similarities between sex and, and dancing. It's, it's insane. But yes, this is one of them. You have to make sure that you take care of me. And I'll take care of you. Goodness. Like, we're in this together. And make sure you have the right attitude and you're here to have fun. Um, that's it. That's let's it. Do, do your a, best to lead well. Let's that's do a, a quick, what does a bad salsa dancer do? Like, what does he do? Like, a really dancer, bad. A bad salsa dancer. Um, is someone who I think it's all like I said I think it's all about attitude someone who has a shitty attitude uh, first of all if you have a shitty attitude no one will want to dance with you at some point people won't even take pity on you anymore you're just going to walk in and the energy in the room will shift people will move away from you and refuse to dance with you um, so so Yeah, a bad salsa dancer is not necessarily, it doesn't have to do with, with your level of dancing. It, it has to do with your attitude and the way that you come in a social dancing event. If you come in with a great attitude, just wanting to connect with people and have a good time, I think, you know, you're going to be a great salsa dancer. A bad salsa dancer is, is someone who's going to make you feel shitty on a dance floor someone who's going to make you feel insecure someone who's gonna you know who has too much ego and someone who simply doesn't know how to have a good time hmm. so that's a bad salsa dancer in in my opinion um i know we wanted to talk about a little bit of uh social media because social media has been uh in the forefront of this covid situation right Right. Right. And uh, I mentioned, we mentioned briefly before this podcast, um, different pressures like uh, that social media exerts on people. Yeah. Name, name with, a few. Well, I think what social media did before social, social media, I don't think we were, we were aware of what people did as much. You know, now we know that our neighbor went to, I don't, I don't know, went on a trip to Europe. And we know that, that superstars are living in these lavish. I mean, we knew that before, but now we're getting 
a very intimate look at their lives and now we're seeing them in their bathrooms putting makeup on or you're you know just interacting and and just their daily lives um and it's i think it just pushes our need to consume more okay um because when we see a beautiful you know millionaire star whatever um at a beautiful restaurant or consuming a certain product and we want to be them. We want a little piece of that. You know, we know we can't have it all, but we want a little piece of that. So in many ways it's, it's influencing. And that's why we, some of them we call influencers. Um, It's influencing the way that we view ourselves, uh, the way that we consume, the way that we think, uh, which is why, you know, some, some girls are having a lot of anxiety. Some guys do actually, because, you know, on, you see, you see it all on Instagram, right? Facebook is more like people, you know, on Instagram, you can see superstars, you see models, male models, uh, female models. Um, so you have to be very careful of what kind of social media you consume. You know, you have to pick the pages that you follow very carefully or else, you're going to drive yourself. I saw this picture of, uh, I, I, and I'm, I don't know the name. So Jenner something, Kelly Jenner or Kelly Jenner. Ke- Ke- I don't know. <laughs> Kylie what, Jenner. Maybe. Yeah. So Jenner, Jenner, I can't so, see you. Okay, yeah. Now here we go. And, and the picture that were, let's say the after or the, the after picture, like after the post-processing, and the picture that they took of that person, like uh, when they got out of the car, I swear to God, like, I swear to God, <laughs> it is not the same person. It's not the same person. It's, it's not, not the, the same, same person. person. No. Nope. You look at the picture, you go, there's no way I could picture how they did the link, like how they even processed her face. It wasn't her hair. It wasn't her face. Like it, it wasn't her body. Well, she's one of the Kardashians, right? And they're known to make a lot of body modifications. Let's say Photoshop, but not just Photoshop. Definitely Photoshop, but you know, they get their butts redone and they, they, whatever, they just change their bodies to look a certain way. Kylie Jenner didn't look like that years ago. You should see pictures of her as like a young teenager. She kind of looks like a, like the Normal girl next door you know, cute girl, but nothing like what she looks like today. But I don't know. I don't know like what, how necessary it is to push it that far. You know, it's like, I understand like you, you want to wear makeup. Like you said to, to me, I want to wear makeup. Is there going to be a, a visual podcast? I want to wear makeup. You don't, you don't have like 10 layers, just a little no. bit makeup and then you look great. You but I'm, I'm also not a millionaire and a superstar and I'm not on TV every day, but it doesn't you know, matter. I'm I'm not I'm not condoning, you know, what they're doing because I think it's it's excessive. Um yeah, I think it's too much and it just puts pressure on on women and girls to to go buy products and to change their bodies and you know, we were already anxious before, but yeah, social media is adding one more layer to that. So you have to be very you have to be careful. How do you um, how do you go about consuming social media without jumping in that kind of bandwagon 
Um, to be honest, I used to. I used to <laughs> I used to go through Instagram and be really depressed. I mean, I think um I think everyone, all the girls, maybe even guys have felt that way. But I you were depressed what, and then you were on Instagram or Instagram depressed you? Um, I mean, I felt okay and then I went I I would go on Instagram and feel kind of shitty about myself, but what helped is when I realized that's what that that's what was happening and I decided to change to unfollow certain pages and to follow more positive Instagram pages. Yeah. So p- pages who th- who talk about body po- uh, posi- positivity and 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 you know just you know that have positive quotes and just I chose the images so instead of following like an Instagram model I follow Michelle Obama mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know it's, you have to make choices and and to make sure that okay so I follow Beyonce who is extremely beautiful and for sure she puts a lot of makeup and everything but I I love her music as well it's not all about her looks um and I just I also follow people like Malala you know and so I just you have to pick what you because you have to understand that everything that you consume has an influence on you so you might as well pick the kind of influence that you're gonna consume every day yeah I agree um so that's how I went about it I still have a few you know good looking cuties on my Instagram but um you know I used to follow these pages that were excessive when it came to body transformations or um you know plastic surgery or girls that clearly were aesthetically just gorgeous but you could tell that it wasn't all natural and I just stopped following them I just deleted 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 and it's just yeah so that's the first thing to do to make sure you don't go insane why would you even be interested in that because I think um because I'm, I'm attracted to certain aesthetics, I, I guess, but, um, but after a while I realized that, like you said, it's, it's not all real. Mm. It's, it's mostly Photoshopped. It's mostly body uh, transformations, augmentations, surgery of some kind. Um, so, so yeah, you have to, you have to have that moment. You have to realize uh, what's happening to make a change. Uh, but I still love social media. I still love Instagram. Um, but yes, I definitely changed the ratio of what I was consuming to make sure that I was that I felt happy, confident, uh, energized after turning off. You know, after getting off of Instagram. Now, to finish off this lovely podcast, my dear mm-hmm. friend Belinda who's alone in uh, a room somewhere <laughs> on the island of yeah. Montreal. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll ask you a couple of uh, rapid fire questions. So it's like kind of a okay. game, like a game show. You, you, okay. You're not allowed okay. to think. Great. You just answer okay. whatever comes in your head. There's no good or bad answer. And if, for example, you answer something that compromises yourself, then we'll delete it after. Okay, great. It's not a That's live good. podcast. Perfect. Are you Perfect. ready? Perfect. I'm ready. One, you can answer whatever you want. Okay, whatever it's I want. It's an R- R-rated podcast. Okay, great. Ready? Ready. What is your favorite curse word? Fuck. What other professions would you like to attempt? Um, definitely a sex therapist. 
What other prof- uh, sorry, what what are you not very good at? Not very good at, not very good at cooking. Who's your role model and why? Um, I have many. Holy shit. My mom, um, my sister, um, my whole family, my they're all incredible, incredible people. What have you been when have you been most satisfied in your life? Um, when I, oh my God. Um, building big projects with students and seeing their satisfaction and, and that pride. What things you don't like to do? Cooking. Um, What? I really, I don't enjoy cooking. Anyways, I'm trying to work on that during, uh, uh, being quarantined. Um, things that I don't like to do. Uh, I don't like to grade. I love teaching, but grading, that grading part, oh my God, it's annoying. I feel you. What's yeah. your superpower? My superpower is that I see the beauty and talent in other people very quickly. Like I can see someone, someone walks in and in a very short amount of time and interaction, I can figure out what they're amazing at, what they're well, good at. What's something people seem to misunderstand about you? Um, that I am a modern Haitian woman. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know how to explain it, but yeah, I'm not a typical, I'm not a, the typical average Haitian woman, I, I would say. I second that. <laughs> If you could have dinner with any people dead or alive, who would it be and why? My grandmother. My grandmother who has a huge, who has had a huge impact on my entire family. Um, everyone talks about her all the time and I never got to meet her. She, unfortunately, she passed two months before I was born, mm. but she, she's still someone that, you know, people like my, my aunts, my mom, my cousins talk about all the time, you know, they say, Oh, my grandma used to say this grandma used to do that. She was really, she was, um, just ahead of her time, headstrong. Um, so all around amazing, a business owner, um, raised seven kids in Haiti and powerful, uh, she had money. She was just like, this amazing powerful woman so if i could meet someone it would be her for sure nice what would you pick for your last meal oh my god i love food so much what are you doing last meal one meal um, come on last meal one meal i would have like oh my god see my mouth is getting watery <laughs> i i would have I, I think I would have a like a Haitian meal, like um, rice and beans with with uh, with like a we call it like a vegetable stew, um, or I would have chicken and waffles. If you can turn back time and talk to your 18-year-old self, what would you tell her? I would tell her that she is. Amazing, sexy, wonderful, that she shouldn't listen to these assholes around her, that she should be confident and trust herself more. That's, That's what a, I would tell her. Amazing.
So before we finish, uh, my wife told me something to finish off this podcast, and I thought it'd be very interesting to submit uh, that uh, that idea to you. She said, you should finish the podcast with Belinda with a challenge. Oh. Said, because what challenge? Because <laughs> no, just you pick one challenge for yourself and you tell it to her and she does the same. And then a couple of weeks down the road, you check with, with one each other and say if you, if you could, you know, if you did it. You know, okay. And, okay. And, and I thought about it, but for myself, like you, you, I'll give you time to think, of course, but for myself, and I, I'm putting it out there. Uh, I started to run again and I really hate running. Like I really oh hate God. it. They, I don't know. Like the people that are running, they, they, they I don't know. They're like bizarre people. Like what's uh, I've been running all? like b- before COVID I ran maybe three, four years ago, I did it for about an, a year or two, ran three, four times a week. And I, I got pretty good. And I thought, you know, maybe after two years, when I hit my 5k mark, you know, and then 6k and 7k, and did, I did up to 10k once. And I thought, maybe when I get to 10k, something happens. And I discovered the joy of running, you know. Mm-hmm. So when, when I was running 10k, from 0k to 10k, the only conversation that I had in my brain goes like this. What the fuck are you doing this? <laughs> and then, and then, and then the next kilometer, it was just more the same. What the fuck are you doing this? Stop, go home. What are you doing? You're, you're wrecking your body. What are you doing? What is boring? You're just putting one foot in front of the other. What's the point? You don't need to do this. You could be home. You'd be comfortable. What are you running? Where are you running to? Where are you going running from? Are you running from something? Where are you going? Where are you going? <laughs> You're going like, is it like, it seems you're not running that fast. It's like something about your life. You're just stationary. You're just on the spot. You're not moving anywhere. <laughs> Are you going something? You have a, you have a point. No, you're doing a loop. You're doing a circle. You're going back to the original point. So you actually didn't run anywhere. What's the point? You're hurting yourself. Oh, your knees, knees. Yeah. You feel the pain. You feel the pain. Yeah. It hurts. Huh? It hurts. Now the other knee hurts. Oh, now it's your back. Now it's your back. Oh, oh, you have how many kilometers? Two kilometers. Two kilometers. Why? Stop right now. Just stop right now. Stop it. Stop right now. What do you, what do you run two kilometers? You have to prove something to somebody. You have to prove something to somebody. <laughs> Who are you proving to? To yourself? To yourself? You, you know you can run 10K. You know you can run 10K. You did it last week. What do we have to do it again? You need to do it again to prove it to you. To your mother? Your mother's not even looking. Your mother's not there. What are you doing? It hurts your knees, huh? You, you feel the pain? So stop right now. Stop right now. And then, then for the next kilometer at the end to get the ticket, stop right now. Stop right now. Stop right now. Stop right now. So you're like this. Uh, 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 uh. And that, they called it fun. This is entertainment. This is sport of pleasure and growth. It's boring. First of all, it's boring. You know, Why do people do that? I don't get it. Listen, there's magazines. <laughs> if you go, if you go to any kind of uh, magazine shop, whatever you go to uh-huh. Renault Bray or uh, whatever you go buy magazines, there's a section where there's five, six magazines <laughs> with the running. title about running. And I'm thinking, <laughs> let's say if I was the editor of that magazine, I'm thinking I'm selling running. You know, and I'm thinking, what else can I be saying besides? Put one front foot in front of the other and make it a little fast so you can sweat. If you tell me I need to write an essay of 32 pages about putting one foot in front of the other, you think you're crazy or what? There's nothing more to do. Yeah, but you have to take care of your stride. Who gives a fuck about the stride? Just go run. (laughs) I'm done ranting. 
I so think, I'm done ranting. So running, so just to get back to the challenge. Are you, you going to challenge me to run? No, 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 wait, 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 wait. So here's my challenge. So I, I've been, I've been not running for, for a while. I tried a couple of times I, and I really suck. So what, what are we? The 21st of, of 29th of April. So by the end of May, like yes. I'll, I'll go from zero kilometer to five kilometers back. So this is my, my challenge to you. And I don't challenge you. I challenge myself, but I'm letting you know that That's your I'll challenge. be doing 5k by the end of the month, month of May. Listen right now. I don't, okay. I don't even know how to answer that because running is, I don't even understand cooking, people who love it. Cooking. You said cooking. You suck at yes, cooking. Yes, I've been, I've been what, working what on can, that. What, what can you do? You've been working, but let's make it concrete. What can you do that you think you're not able to do like convincingly and then you, by the end of this month, you'll be like... I know. I know. Okay. So I can run one kilometer. That's it. No, let's forget running. Let's talk forget about cooking. Forget running? Something like else, cooking? Cooking. Cooking. What do you know? You can't cook for shit. I and by cook. the end, but <laughs> I, I know you I can, can't. But <laughs> you don't have to say it. You know, I know you can't. <laughs> Listen, so from the bottom of my heart, okay, <laughs> like a true friend, like I want to tell you honestly, and it's really coming from uh, like a very deep inside, uh, like from the heart, like it's yes. really heartfelt. You're a bad uh-huh. cook. Yeah. So yeah. So what's the deal? What are you going to cook okay. for me? Within so, a month, okay. I should be eating something that you know you can't pull off right now. What is it? Well, I'm going to cook like a typical Haitian dish for you. You can't cook Haitian. I, I can't. I You don't understand. I Your do family not cook. talks to you? Your family talks to you up to this <laughs> yes, day? Yes. And, and, and you can't cook me. Haitian? I cannot. You cannot, cannot cook an Haitian meal. I don't believe you. I cannot you. cook a Haitian meal. I oh, cook. Boy. Actually, I can cook like very traditional, like healthy meals, you know, but I cannot cook a Haitian Traditional meal. Haitian. So by, by the end of May, Haitian. by the, at the end of May, because I yes. know Haitian meals, by the way. <laughs> yes, I, I know. I know and I know what it tastes like when they're done I properly. I know you do. I know you so do. So I'll be the judge. Okay. So put it in your calendar. Okay. May 30th. Oh my God. Confinement, confinement or not. <laughs> Ding dong! <laughs> Hello, I'm coming too, and and it has to be like, of course, if there's confinement, we're not gonna eat together. But I would like, I would like a sample yes. of that okay. meal, and I let you know if you can call yourself Asian after <laughs> I ate your meal. Perfect. That's, that's a, good a great deal? challenge that's mm. the perfect challenge for me that's a good perfect, way to finish perfect. it now i have to yes. like, listen i have I, I have a lot of work to do like i have that 5k stuff happening yes. so think yes. think of me when you're like damn it this way it has spices <laughs> what are beans what do you mean beans and rice what is this stuff you know yes i'll think of you for sure so, do you know we have proof i right know we <laughs> yes, have video we have audio so yes, i, I have no choice to run it and i'll record it and one day when i'll do it i'll send it to you i'll be like look at okay, like good. did it yes all right belinda so let's right. wrap this up uh, it was Benz. a long overdue conversation of uh, yes many i missed you by I the way you too, dear i really this was you nice too. but i miss you know being able to hug you and that's the big stuff. miss huh 
I know. Yes. To give hugs. Uh, that's something we're going to have to, uh, the new normal is not going to be a lot of hugs, I think. Yeah, it's not fun. I'm, I'm, yeah, a, lot of, a lot of elbows. <laughs> a lot of hell. Hey, how are you? Hey. Hey, a long time no see. <laughs> nice you to see back you. Away. Yeah, you got to be backing away. Hey. hey. <laughs> All right, Belle, have a good one. Thanks for calling. Bye-bye. Take care. <laughs>